Real Money Show right here, Talk Radio AM 640. The contact anytime, get this number down, one eight seven seven eight silver Couldn't be simpler, online to guildhallwealth.com. The Investor Kit, the Precious Metal Advisor, that is something you should sign up for as well. And it uh, still continues before we get in here. I'll let you know right away. I talk about this every week, and I will continue to do so, that if you're uh, purchasing, in fact, investing for every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account for Precious Metals, uh, U.S. dollars, uh, you will receive one gram of gold. Some, uh, some conditions apply for that one. So we'll get started here. Jeremy, where are we at this week? It's been a good week for precious metals. Mm-hmm. Not a not a week that uh, we're getting a lot of headlines on uh, in the mainstream. But of course, silver this so far this year is up over twenty seven percent, and gold so far this year is up over twenty three percent. Nice. And what that's really indicating overall with the precious metals is that uh, the bottoms are pretty clear that they've been in. We did go through a small bear market over the last few years where, you know, gold and silver did reach some highs in 2011. They consolidated. Uh, We've seen some lower prices in silver in and around the $15 level, and we find ourselves pushing on 18. So this is a really good starting point for anyone that has been on the sidelines watching the market, wondering when is the best time to get in. Um, It's very difficult to pinpoint a perfect bottom in the market. And of course, what we've seen over the last year is whenever the price of silver comes down or gold comes down, it's usually on the the heels of the U.S. dollar gaining in strength. And so if you get a pullback in precious metals, as we've discussed on the show, you might see an 80 cent pullback in silver. But once you factor in the exchange rate, you got more something like 40 cents. And we're not really here for 40 cents. This isn't about uh, day trading. This is about long term growth of your wealth and long term protection Mm -hmm. of your wealth. At least that's how we see precious metals as a safe haven, as an insurance policy and a way to be truly diversified. Not being diversified within paper investments that are all correlated to the dollar. We we want to be in something that's actually going to be a hedge. And precious metals are a currency. They are a currency that is anti-fiat. And so there's only so much gold and silver out there. And so what we're seeing is precious metals have moved up nicely in the in the last week and a half. Absolutely. But in the last year, they've quietly moved up uh, quite a bit. And again, we're talking physical metals here at all times, right? We are talking physical metal. At Guildhall, we deal in only physical. You can go online, buy the product off of the e-store um, where you can choose the product. You can contact us if you have any questions. We also provide physical precious metals in registered accounts, mm-hmm. which means that customers... What's great about this is unlike buying a, a fund where the, the product is backed by physical and there's physical gold there... Maybe it's held with Scotiabank. Maybe it's held with another LBMA-approved vault. But the product is not is allocated to the custodian, so it's allocated to the, to the fund itself. It's not allocated to the customer. The customer doesn't get specific bar numbers. They can go online and see what the bar numbers in the fund are. But when you compare the management fees of one to the other, where with Guildhall, it's a cost to buy the product you're buying specific product. You're not buying into 1,000-ounce bars. You're buying into uh, silver, as an example. Mm-hmm. You're buying into 100-ounce bars of silver. And then you get the serial numbers for those bars. And then you can actually go to the vault and personally audit that product. Now, the, the product is held in an LBMA-approved, uh, IROC-approved. That's the regulatory body for RSPs. But it's an independent vault. It has no 
ties to any bank. It's a, it's a separate entity on its, on its own. So what people really like about this and what appeals to them about this specific way to invest is it's a way to utilize funds that are, that are in their retirement plan, but a way to protect themselves and hedge themselves against any economic risks that we're currently seeing or market risks that we're currently seeing in the market right now. So let's talk about the former when you mentioned, you know, the Scotiabank, whoever holds that gold. I, I turn around one day and I have, you know, on paper, I have so much gold. What happens if I say, you know what, today is the day I feel like actually holding some in my hand. Then what happens? Well, in, in those situations, it depends on whether or not it's it's held within a registered account. If it's not in a registered account, there is in many ways possibilities of redemption. You have to be very large investors. You have to be able to be, um, you know, you're probably looking at seven figure investor to be able to redeem product that's held in that fund. Uh, You know, the point of those funds is to make the is to make it easy to get involved. Whereas what you're discussing is saying, okay, I want to buy actual product. I want to have that myself. I want to store that in a vault where I can go and take it whenever I want. It's completely, as we would say, unencumbered and there's no Mm -hmm. counterparty risks. So that's something that would be difficult in that situation. With Guildhall, it's not. We do offer depository accounts where customers can hold their own physical product. Again, go to that depository, physically pick it up, touch it, hug it, kiss it, take photos for Instagram. But personally audit that product. Know that that's yours. It's, it is it is allocated to nobody else but you. And you can do that in a registered account or outside a registered account. Or if you decide ah, you just want to get involved in the market a little bit, understand it a little bit, mm-hmm. just maybe put that first toe in the water, you can contact us directly or go to the e-store and just pick up some product as well. Do you suggest doing that, like buying, say, monthly, whether it be a small amounts or large amounts, just you know, make it a regular thing? You know, from 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 acorns, oak trees grow. Right, right. And if you can purchase a little bit of silver or a little bit of gold on a monthly basis, you'll turn around and you'll be very surprised at what you have at the end of the day. I have a customer that that buys ten ounces religiously once a month, and sometimes he couches the price a little lower, and sometimes, you know, it just happens to be a little higher. Uh, he knows he's going to buy that ten ounce bar, so he's kind of looking for. Okay, what's a low price this month? You know, if you haven't gotten into the market, there tends to be an attitude of, well, I want to get it right. I want to find that perfect price. Even today, for instance, um, Jim Sinclair, who is a long, long-standing guru in this market, uh, he is uh, the go-to expert in this market. Even even he is calling for for gold to maybe go as high as fifty thousand an ounce. Fifty thousand, based on how much money's been created. Wow! If you think about it, if you speak to anybody, you say, "Well, where do you think the dollar's going?" They may they may not even quite know. Hmm. But if you said, "Do you think growing debt and just creating money out of thin air is a way right. to create value in that dollar?" Everyone knows, no, that's that's no way to create value. Well, how do we create it? If we're not raising interest rates, because that's the only thing that central bankers have to put credit and value back into a into a fiat currency. And if you look at the Fed right now, they're really struggling. They can't really raise rates. You know, they can jawbone it all they want. They can use what they call, and I'm using air quotes, forward guidance. Hmm. There's only so much they can actually do. And really what it looks to me that they're doing, and this is just my 
my opinion, is they're heading towards printing more money. They're probably heading towards negative interest rates at some point because their ability to raise rates has been shown to be a paper tiger. They, they, just, they just don't have that ability. And so that creates a lot of, a lot of fear in the market, a lot of trepidation about what can be coming. You know, I was just listening to another interview. I, for, I forget who they were talking about, but they were mentioning that the expansion currently in the stock market mm. is four years longer than most expansions have ever been. So if you, if you put it together and you say, yeah, you know what? The stock market's done nothing but go up for the last almost eight years comfortably and from, from its bottoms. Silver and gold reached their bottoms in 2013, not in 2008. So if you're looking for value, holding hard assets are not only insurance policies against the risk of stock market declines or the risk of your currency not not being worth what it was last year, and that's something we can talk about in the next segment, Mm -hmm. but that's what gold and silver does. They are the perfect hedge, and they just happen to be extremely undervalued. So if you're listening to the show and you're, you haven't really thought about precious metals, you can contact us. We've got the precious metals newsletter that we send out once a week to just give some articles about some other alternative ideas of what, what's going on in the markets and why people are moving into precious metals. And even if you don't want to do a lot of research, follow the smart money. If China is buying gold like crazy and India is buying gold like crazy and central banks around the world have been net buyers of gold since 2008, what do they know that you don't? Hmm. Why is China encouraging its citizens to buy gold? What are they preparing for? And do you think that that the U.S. dollar is just magically going to stay strong forever? In the meantime, inflation is destroying our purchasing power. And and every person I speak to does not disagree. They say if inflation is, the rate is probably closer to 5 or 6%, what that means is that every five years, we're losing 25% of our purchasing power. Right. So we need 25% more income to cover the same, right. to cover the loss. Has your, has your stock market portfolio gone up 25% in the last five years? Well, gold and silver are, are, are about to play catch up in a big way. Silver, for example, again, going back to what we said right at the beginning of the segment, John, gold is up over 25, 27% this right. year. So- in less than six, seven months, we've already covered that that loss of purchasing power. That's the rebate. I call it the, the inflation right. rebate. What are we going to do to maintain purchasing power? Well, gold and silver are very much undervalued. The powers that be want to continue to think that the U.S. dollar is going to be strong forever. And it's just not not what history shows us. Fiat currencies do not last forever. What happens with fiat currencies, and that means money by decree backed by nothing, it means that the people behind that never have the type of balance and and perseverance mm-hmm. and what it takes to control themselves to stop it from just printing money like crazy. And that's what the Fed is doing. That's what central banks are going to continue to do. And it's only a matter of time before people say, well, I'm not really buying that anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. And that's what we're offering at Guildhall. We're going to talk about exactly how you offer it, how we can get it into uh, several forms, including your registered accounts, which is just excellent and taking off since you introduced this uh, a little while ago. In the meantime, the number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver It's online to guildhallwealth.com. Check out the Precious Metal Advisors. Sign up for that and see what else is uh, going on on the website. We'll take a short break and lots more coming up on The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM6. 640.
The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. The Precious Metal Advisor, which Jeremy mentioned, you should be all over that one, the Investor Kit. And a reminder as well, a reminder rather as well, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account with Guildhall, you'll receive one gram of gold. Some conditions apply. Hit out the website for uh, more information on that. Let's uh, let's talk about that for uh, for a little bit, Jeremy. The RSP account, and what a great way, especially the TFSA, to invest in uh, physical metal if you've never done it before. Yeah, yeah. What people really like about it uh, is that it's their product that they're holding, that they can personally visit that product, and that that product is held outside the banking system. Yeah. It's also a great. It, it's also the first time that you've been able to buy personally allocated product. A lot of a lot of companies will say, "Yep, allocated, allocated." And what does that mean? It means that they're serial numbers and they're allocated to to some entity somewhere. In this case, it it really is personally allocated product, and I think that's the key. And also that it's not costing any more to do it. To buy precious metals in an RSP is no different than buying it over the counter. Yes, there's a small trade fee, but that's easily overcome, and there's an allocation fee, which is also quite small. Um, right now, we are doing a promotion that for every $5,000 U.S. invested in, in the RSP into precious metals, you receive a one, uh, one gram of gold, up to 10 grams, which, you know, right now with gold trading over $1,300 an ounce nice. U.S., uh, that's a that's a great uh, redemption back, and and it covers more than the cost of doing business. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It actually starts to to um, to to really give you a good discount. But we we've made it so that the pricing for it is no different than buying it over the counter, which I think is great. So in the past, you would buy a paper investment of some kind, or you would buy some fund uh, of some kind, which would, might have management fees involved. There might be other types of fees that are involved, all hidden. And people want that transparency now. And I think that's one of the best parts is that we're fully transparent. You can see what the spot price is. You can see what you paid for your product. It is specific product, whether it's a 100-ounce silver bar Royal Canadian Mint or a 10-ounce Royal Canadian Mint silver bar. We've got maples if you want. We don't really recommend them because it's a little more expensive and you're not getting the serial numbers on those. Because the machining involved with manufacturing and everything. Correct. And that's something, maples are something you want to have at home, right? That's that people want to have that type of product at home. Oh, the bars are cool. The the bars are great. And then for for gold, we do the one ounce bars of gold. We do 10 ounce bars of gold and we can even do as much as kilo bars of gold. And then... There's the maples as well. So typically, people will do the one ounce bars of gold or the ten ounce bars, and then in silver, uh, the the most popular product is the hundred ounce silver bars. Nice. Now that's more expensive mm-hmm. than buying into a, a a sort of a pool account of one thousand ounce bars. You're paying a little more for that, mm-hmm. but again, it's no different than buying it over the counter. So the costs are pretty low, and the ability to buy into something that really has no counterparty risk, it's held outside the banking system, it just doesn't get to be any safer than buying actual physical product, but it's within your RSP. Every single day, it it blows me away that that this is something that people can get involved in. How about the TFSA? That's pretty new too, right? Yes. So because it's a registered account, we we offer the TFSAs as well. We also offer Lira, RIFs, LIFs. Uh, the TFSA is great really for people buying. We we think it's best for people buying silver because gold is something that you hold very much long term. Okay. You know, if you bought gold in the 70s, maybe you bought it in the early 70s, you paid 
thirty anywhere from thirty five to fifty dollars an ounce. Nice. You bought it in the mid seventies, you paid anywhere from a hundred to two hundred dollars an ounce. By the late eighties, maybe you paid as much as eight fifty an ounce. When when everything was said and done, the price of gold was at three hundred and fifty. So somewhere between thirty five and three fifty is what gold did in the seventies. And then today, of course, we're looking at thirteen hundred dollar gold. So it's moved up another thousand dollars, give or take. It's really a long term investment. For us at Guildhall, it's about adding adding wealth, accumulating wealth, and it also protects wealth. So that's why we always talk about protect and growing wealth at the same time. Anyone who owns gold knows that, yes, it's a very liquid asset. It's It's almost as liquid as cash is liquid when you're buying things. But it's something that you don't necessarily want to let go of. You know, when you talk about net worth, you talk about how much your house is worth, maybe how much the business is worth. And you think about the gold that's in that safety deposit box, or you think about that gold that's sitting in a, in a vault somewhere, or the silver that's sitting in a vault somewhere. That's a hard asset that's being added to your net worth. So if you can do that on a regular basis, and then let gold and silver do its inflation hedge job, which is you're buying it undervalued today, and it can be worth three, four times as much as it is today or more. I mean, if you look at some of the projections out there, they're pretty high. So if you can add some to your portfolio now or on a regular basis, we strongly believe that you're not only going to protect your wealth, you're going to grow it as well. one eight seven seven eight silver and online to guildhallwealth.com. Hey, John. Hey, Paul. How Just got here on the Don Valley Parkway. Well, wow, you're what, busy with gold, you know. Wow, was that a yeah, war right. today? Jeremy just uh, said something because I just came in at the end of his conversation. You know, there are people out there calling for as much as $10,000 gold. Now, we're trading gold today at $1,300. How smart would it be or how much risk would it be to buy 10 ounces of gold for $13,000, putting it away, knowing that it could be worth $100,000? Is it worth the risk? I think so. Not only that, everybody should have some gold and silver in their portfolio to protect their, their capital. You know, if they're in the stock market... You know, we've seen the market the last five days, the Dow, get smashed down. And I think it's got a little further to go with the Brexit coming up. Um, and lots of things are happening in Europe. I mean, nothing has changed in the world. I mean, we've got migrant situation uh, from people leaving Syria, um, you know, whether they're on the beaches of Greece. I mean, thousands of people have got killed just trying to cross that Mediterranean to get to safety. It's incredible. Uh, the banks uh, in Europe are having a real, real tough time. Uh, the unemployment in the U.S., again, went up a little bit. People went on um, claiming unemployment mm-hmm. insurance. Uh, the market is not that great. Uh, you know, Yellen says the things are not that good. You need to have something to protect your wealth. And gold and silver is a smart investment, natural fancy colored diamond as well, if you can afford to add it to your portfolio. But I love the idea where people are talking about $10,000 gold. And these are smart people. These are not people that are talking out their backsides. These are people that have got lots of experience in the game, have been around gold and silver for a long, long time, or been in politics, or been with the CIA and understand what's happening in the marketplace. So let's look at, you know, 10 ounces of gold, $13,000, could be worth $100,000, might be worth putting some of that in a TFSA, an RSP, or maybe just taking it home 
you know, put in a safe deposit box or use our depository, which is safe, secure, allocated, segregated, and you get the bar numbers and you can visit it and you're taking it out of the banking system. Just slow and steady wins the race. Get it and just leave it. Well, let's look at the risks. So if you, if you, I show this to customers all the time. Goldprice.org, I love their website. They've got great charts. You look at a 15-year chart in gold or silver, it looks very similar. You see a strong bottom in the markets going back to the 2000s, um, and you see gold was trading you know, $400 an ounce, give or take. You had a big run-up. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell people, look, there was only a period of about seven months where you were buying gold at a higher price than we are today. Seven months in the last 16 years. That's it. That was the only time that you were buying it more expensive than it is today. But if you look at it today, if you look at gold and silver over the last three years, they've clearly carved out a bottom. There's no, oh, the market's going to drop to $6. You know, look, there's flash crashes that could happen. If the price went to $6 and you actually had the opportunity to buy as much as you possibly could, the reason I say that is because you you will not have that opportunity. I've seen it way too many times where someone's waiting for a great, great price. And you know what? It happened in the middle of the night in, in Hong Kong, and it happened for 20 minutes. You know, they just missed the boat. You know, if you look at a, at someone like Andrew McGuire, who was the whistleblower on J.P. Morgan calling the manipulation, which Deutsche Bank, by the way, in the last six months uh, concurred with and settled that there was manipulation in that market – he said that there's a bottom in the market. Any time this market goes down, people are going to buy more. So the, the, whatever, bought, whatever lower prices you see are short and shallow and swift. So there's not much risk there on the downside. But if you look at the stock market, what's the risk? We talked about in the last segment that this expansion is four years more, four years lo- longer than, the, than any previous average expansion. So I personally feel that there's a lot more risk in in paper markets, in paper currencies, and anything correlated to that, which would be the stock market. And I'm talking about equities in this case. So for me, I love having gold. I love the idea that you can accumulate wealth this way. And I think it's great. Same thing with with colored diamonds. You know, one one of the things that people will say about colored diamonds is, well, how liquid is it? And I love that argument because... How liquid is a stock that's down 100%, right? <laughs> How liquid is a, a stock that, that disappeared, right? There are, there are companies that disappear. Um, the idea of a, a colored diamond is something that's very long-term. It's so great if you're in your 30s and you're thinking, I'm going to retire in my 60s or 70s, the idea that you can buy something for 15000 that could be worth well over 100000 plus in the next 30 years and all you have to do is look at the track record of colored diamonds to know that that's the case. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. You know, while everyone's fighting to to pay into retirement funds and fighting to pay off mortgages, you know, you you outlaid fifteen twenty thousand dollars on something, and in twenty thirty thirty five years, it's done exactly what you needed it to do. Does it matter if it takes six months to a year, two years to sell it? I don't think so. Nope. The interesting thing is, though, if you'd have bought a diamond two years ago, 
you know, the Canadian dollar was par with the U.S. Right. You've made 30% just on currency in the last two years, if you were smart enough to buy two, three years ago. I mean, I'm just looking at currencies, and I'm looking at how gold and silver, what we've done year to date. I mean, if we look right now, the euro is up 3.5% year to date. The pound is down 37 which kind of balances that one out. Um, you know, the yen is down, or, or Euro, sorry, U.S. to the yen, is U.S. dollars down 13% against the yen. But if you look at gold and silver, um, you know, silver, gold is up 22% year-to-date, and silver's up 27% nice. year-to-date. And I think there is more upside than there is downside. Jeremy's talking about stocks. We're not talking about Nortel or Enron, where, you know, a stock goes from $100 down to zip. You know, you can't get gold and silver going to zero because it costs you, you know, to bring it out of the ground. Uh, gold is around about eleven, twelve hundred dollars an ounce today. Silver is, you know, at the fifteen dollar range just to bring it out of the ground. Mm. So, is it going to go to zero? What they would do is just stop mining. I mean, it's not going to happen. There is more upside. Can we go to fifty dollars? May 2011, silver was $1,449. Gold was $1,920, $1,930. So we've got more upside to go because I think those highs will be taken out. And when you've got people calling for $10,000 gold, let's say it only goes to $2,000 gold. You know, if it's $2,000 gold, you're going to see silver, you know, at $60, $70 anyway. It just seems to me as we go to break, you've got people waiting in the stock market for their stock prices to move higher, right? But it, you know, it's, it's peaked out. It it can definitely come down. It's, you know, companies are, are mergers and acquisitions. They're not building anything anymore. They're just spending money to try to get something going. And that doesn't actually drive an economy. So how can the stock market keep going up forever based on that, unless you just keep feeding it money? And in which case, at what point do people say, stop the insanity? You can't just keep printing money and, and our lives go on like normal, you know? So you could sit on gold and know that it's at the bottom and it has a lot more room to go up. Or you can sit on stock prices that look like they're they're on the verge of coming down. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, you touched on diamonds uh, briefly there in that segment. We'll get right into it full time in the next segment with The Real Money Show and Talk Radio AM640. one eight seven seven eight silver is the number. And for the purpose of this uh, segment, check out guildhalldiamonds.com. You want to see the uh, collection they have, high-res photography, and uh, try not to dual, drool too much on your keyboard. Uh, Jeremy, let's get into that. We mentioned uh, a little bit of diamonds at the end of the last segment, so let's get into it uh, deep, shall we? Yes, so we're there's another auction record. Oh, great. Another another auction record. Shocker. It's so blasé at this point. <laughs> um, well, we just got our delivery yesterday of a, a few diamonds that we that Paul and I looked at in Las Vegas and 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 acquired. One, my particular favorite, which I'm looking forward to uh, taking the photo, showing it to some customers. I don't think it's going to stay around long. It's an emerald cut. It's actually a square emerald wow. shape, and it's a vivid yellow VS. Now, normally we stick with IF on, on clarity, but when it comes to a, a unique shape like like an emerald and it's in the vivid range, you can make that little bit of sacrifice, wow. and it's not going to do a lot to the to the pricing overall. Because even in, even in IFs, I think we've only ever had one, maybe two emerald cut vivids. And if you look at the Fancy Color Research Foundation and look at the type of quality and rarity of a diamond like that, 
you might see anywhere from between one carat to three carat, something like six to 12 diamonds like that a year coming to market. That's all. Well, so the, in, the interesting thing, though, I spoke to, I put them in for appraisal yesterday, and the appraiser then called a friend of mine and said, you know, th- this 102 Emerald Vivid looks like a Zimmy. Now, there's a mine uh, in, in South Africa called Zimmy that pr- produces unbelievable deep yellow diamonds. Nice. And normally, you know, to to a VS diamond, if it's really got great color, there's only about 5 or 10% difference in the cost on the diamond. But being an emerald, which puts the diamond up at least 40% more because it's such a rare cut, the color is just incredible. I mean, this stone is a 102 vivid. Um, I think the appraisal is going to come in extremely high. It's going to be on our website for around about $40,000 Canadian. It's it's, a, it's that's, an absolute steal. You know, to, to, just, to just demonstrate an example, you know, Paul and I sit there and we say, "Yeah, that's, that's a steal. This is ridiculous. This mm-hmm. is this diamond is such a no-brainer. Done." I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we re- barely thought about that. But let me tell you about the diamond we thought even less about in terms of time mm-hmm. before we bought it. It's a point seven one point seven two, uh, fancy, vivid, pink, purposely pink. And I think we looked at that and just said. Yep. Yep. Take it. Done. Yep. Done. Well, it's in the I, first. It's an argyle pink. Right. I was going to ask which, that. Which you argyle. know puts a huge premium on it. Um, the diamond, again, the appraiser said it almost looks red. It does. Uh, it's 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 got that. To me, it's that Valentine red. You know that Valentine yeah, yeah, yeah. red. It's not red. It's not fire engine red. It's that Valentine red pink. Right. That's what it is you're going to look at this as you're going to remind yourself of, of making those cutouts in grade three yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. of that. Cardboard. And this is a it's diamond. Such, a it's half, so gorgeous. This is a diamond. It's a half a million dollars us. Um, you know, it's not three, cardboard in three years time. This <laughs> is, yeah. is going to be a million dollar stone no because kidding. it's so rare. This year's Argyle tender. There's very few VS diamonds and especially purposely pink and of VS quality this year's tender is going to go through the roof. I mean, last year we we went to the tender, uh, we bid on six stones, never won one stone, and we yep. bid forty percent more Still got than stiffed. we did the year before. Mm-hmm. The year before we bid forty percent more than we did the year before that. The year before that we won three stones. So you know, how do you guess what to bid on a stone? I mean. When VS stones come up, and normally in a tender there's 55, 60 stones and only 10 or 11 are VS, this tender's been going for 30 years, it means that there's a maximum of 300 VS quality tender stones out, out there. there for the last 30 years. Worldwide. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, 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 you know, again, going back to Fancy Color Research Foundation, those would be considered extremely rare. Those are diamonds that, in some cases, if the if they're large enough, you know, in the half carat or more, are something that might come to market once every couple years. And to get up to a one of a kind level, which is one higher than that, you're looking at some of these diamonds that we're we've been talking about at auction. And to get to a superstone level like the Oppenheimer blue that we talked about, that's the that's the pinnacle. Yeah, this is like Saudi so, Prince level. It's yeah, crazy. So, so this is a diamond that's three levels down from that. Now. At the end of the day, Paul and I don't don't have to work. What we what we were talking about earlier is just sort of the decision process that we're at the point where we can see quality 
and know what an investment is right away. We just have a sense of what is rare out there and what is something that I can take a pass on. And when you see a 0.72 vivid pink, purplish pink, you you don't think about it. You jump on it and you don't second guess yourself. And most of the diamonds in our collection are like that at different price points. Well, the, the funny thing is, well, one of the stones we also purchased was a 0.23 round brilliant cut again it's a fancy intense pink it's a vs quality the stone the color on it is incredible i mean it's a 0.23 we normally do a quarter of a carat but the 0.23 isn't still an investment grade it looks like a more than a quarter of a mm -hmm. carat the colors and the scintillation the fire the colors that come off of this diamond is incredible and we're looking at a diamond that again is going to appraise very very high. Um, you're looking in at, you know around about thirty five thousand dollars for this pink, and it's an incredible. It's an argyle. The argyle mine is going to be closing in two thousand eighteen, two thousand and nineteen. It's like an artist that dies. There is no more it. product. You know, we're not talking about synthetic product, man-made product. We're not talking about product from other countries. The Argyle mine produces 90% of the world world's pinks, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% 1 of their production. They produce brown diamonds, industrial diamonds, white diamonds, the odd blue diamond that comes through. But they produce 90% of the world's pinks. It doesn't mean that every pink that comes out of there is an investment grade. We don't carry SI1, I1, I2. That means the diamond has lots of inclusions. There are a lot of companies out there that push the name Argyle because Argyle is the brand, but SI1, I1, I2, you know, if you're going to buy an I1 or an I2, you better buy a three-carat pink because you're talking about size and color. The inclusion doesn't matter when you get to a two, three-carat stone. But if you're going to buy a 0.25 or a 0.35 SI1 or I1, I2, um, you're being given a bill of goods. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhalldiamonds.com. Here's the thing that we love about colored diamonds. Four years ago, five years ago, if you were to buy a one carat internally flawless intense yellow, you'd be paying less than $15,000 Canadian. Nice, I wish. Now every year, the next person who comes into that market has to pay more. It's like, a, it's like real estate in a good neighborhood. Every year you want to be in that neighborhood, it's going to cost you more. And so today, if you wanted to buy that same diamond and get that same sort of 11 to 14, 15% increase every year, you now are looking at investing up to 25000 for that. And it's just going to go so on and so forth, which means today that $15,000, you cannot buy a one carat intense. You can buy a fancy because five years ago, a fancy would have cost you seven. And today the fancies are costing 15 and the fancies aren't appreciating at the same rate. So what I'm saying is that every year you have to pay more to get a specific return. So with an intense yellow, as an example, to get a return of 11 to 15 percent depends on the, the the diamond size etc cetera, etc cetera. you you have to pay into the mid 20s you want to get above 15 percent and get into the 18 to 20 percent level that's a vivid yellow that's now costing around 50,000 yeah five years ago to get that sort of return only would have cost you 35,000 
10 years ago it would have cost you 15,000. So scary, so man. so knowing knowing how it works and knowing that if I do not buy it today, it's only going to cost me more in the future allows Paul and myself to make a decision on a vivid pink like we did at the show or on the emerald on the emerald vivid to literally think to not think not think just just we do. know because if we do not buy that someone else is going to buy it and I, I don't want to call it a pet peeve i always i always find it tough when i see a i see someone who has to sell a colored diamond early and not take advantage of the long term gain knowing that if they sold that that intent say someone bought it 5 years ago for 15 and today they're selling it for 25 or 23 whatever it is they're giving up on the gains that are coming their way in the next 15 20 years mm-hmm. where that diamond could be trading would be to buy it will be well into the hundreds of thousands of dollars so why give up on a on an investment 5 years in just cuz you saw some gains I mean, if that was the case, then why isn't everyone selling the stock market right now and buying gold and silver, <laughs> right. right? At some point, you have to give up on gains. At some point, you have to say, okay, I'm going to collect what I've made. But you also have to think about, well, how much further can it go? And when you look at the the fundamentals of, of colored diamonds and knowing that it's a trickle, you might see six to 10 vivids a year. You might see 15 to 20 intense internally flawlesses a year. That's not a large amount of diamonds that you can get your hands on. So let's talk about the the auction. We'll do that after a short break. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver For the purpose of the, this segment, check out guildhalldiamonds.com. For all else, go to guildhallwealth.com as well. The Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM640. Real Money Show, number one eight seven seven eight silver And online to guildhallwealth.com. I want to remind you that very shortly, if you haven't checked it out already, we will be, or maybe you have launched a new website already by the time we air this. It's possible. It, it, it's possible. Right. It's in any minute now That's situation. IT. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. IT. Where, you, know, you just get a couple kinks out. You want it to look good and everything. It does look stunning. I yep. think it's going to be very easy for people to use. Um, for those waiting on that exchange rate uh, feature, we finally were able to get Wait. that involved. And uh, it, it is. It looks really good. It's going to be really easy to use, and, and we're looking forward to it. And the, the imagery is also really good. It's not bad photos. It's really high quality. So I'm very excited to, to have that launch. And we've got some great bonus offers happening in July. Yep. Um, to help launch the site. I mean, we're excited about that. Excellent. But if you want to buy gold or silver, you can still go to guildhallwealth.com, right-hand corner, click on to the store. You can buy a product, take it home, whether you want to buy 10-ounce bars of silver, maple leaves, 100-ounce um, royal mint bars, gold, you can take it home. But if you're buying a large amount, we recommend that you put it in the depository, uh, which is safe, secure, it's allocated, segregated. You get the bar numbers if you require them or wish for them. You can visit your product. It's outside the banking system. It's a wonderful way to own gold and silver. The cost of doing business is about one-tenth of one percent a year uh, per month per for storing and insurance. Uh, the biggest problem I have with people taking pro- product home is you're leaving yourself open for home invasion. Um, you know, they used to say in World War Two, loosely lip sync ships. And, you know, people, if they have a few drinks, tend to open their mouth a little bit. It's not safe to keep product at home. Personally, I don't keep a nickel's worth of gold or silver in my house. You know, it's in the depository. The other way is Jeremy kind of 
spoke a little bit about it is an RSP or a TFSA or if you've got some type of Lira account or any type of account that is a registered retirement account. We partner with Questrade. They are the custodian. We do all the purchasing, the buying and the selling. The facility is IROC approved. It's a great way to own gold and silver. If you haven't invested and you're over 26 in a TFSA, you can put up to $46,000 into a TFSA. And I spoke before earlier about, you know, there's some people out there, some smart people, and they're calling for $10,000 gold. You know, 10 ounces of gold cost you dollars $14,000 U.S. on the chance that you could get $100,000 in your TFSA. Let's say it only goes to $2,000. That's $20,000. It's tax-free. That's U.S. Canadian dollars. That's twenty-six, twenty-seven thousand dollars You can take the money off the table. It's a great way to invest. Call our office for some information if, you, if you're interested. As I say, it's through Questrade. They partner with us. They are the custodians. We do all the work. We do all the... The heavy lifting. Work, but the heavy yeah, right. lifting, but, but yeah. think, about an, think about a registered retirement plan for a moment. The idea is to look for something that is truly long-term. You're not looking for short-term gains. Look at what gold, where gold was 15 years ago. You were buying it for you know six, seven hundred dollars Canadian. Today it's seventeen hundred dollars Canadian. It's done exactly what anyone would want it to do. So forget the volatility that 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 on-air personalities are saying or advisors are telling you. And this is just my personal opinion, but I think it's BS because at the end of the day. Everyone will tell you it's not about the short-term volatility. Any advisor would say, well, you got to stay in it for the long term, you know, and yada, yada. So, At the end of the day, show me the money. Show me what gold and silver have done. We're coming out of a bear market, and gold is trading at over $1,700 an ounce Canadian to buy it. Whereas 10, 15, 10 years ago, it was costing $1,000 less. And 15 years ago, it was even less than that. Isn't that what you want in your in your registered retirement plan? Don't you want something that is not only going to be there when you retire, not only something that, you know, I remember in 2008 when the market, when the market tanked and you would talk to people about buying gold as an alternative now that the stock market had tanked and people just laughed in my face. And yet within three years, the price of gold was trading near $2,000 an ounce. So why not have that as your hedge in your portfolio, as a percentage of your portfolio, even if it means only 10%? Because if gold doubles from here, that means that's now worth 20% of your portfolio. And if it triples from here, it's now worth 30% of your portfolio. That's what an insurance policy does for you. But you cannot buy the insurance policy after after the event, you know, after your home's been broken into, you know, you can't buy it afterwards. You have to have it before. And I think that gold and silver have a dual purpose of not only adding to one's net worth, but also protecting that net worth. And then where we are right now, the opportunity shows that we can build wealth from here. And if you're putting it into a retired account, retirement account, and you're looking at it for a daily price, that's the key word is retirement. 
Why are you even looking at it right well, now? Well, we've had Gerald Salenti <laughs> like, on several times, and he always says, gold is for my golden years. That's right. uh, you put it away, and it just keeps on increasing in value. It's, you don't have to day trade it. There's no day trade. You don't day trade your house. Why would you day trade gold? You know, people say, well, there's no, you don't get any interest on gold or silver. You're not getting interest on your ba- at the bank right now. You know, Germany's gone to negative rates almost. Japan's negative rates. How long before the U.S. go to negative rates? They're talking about, you know, we spoke about this before. You know, the, the quantitative easing in the States, they're talking about raising interest rates. They're talking about quantitative easing. You know, they can't, they've got nowhere to go. Absolutely nowhere to go in the States. They should have raised interest rates three years ago. But the whole, every country is in a jackpot. They are in bang in trouble. If you look at France right now, there's, you know, there's riots in the streets. There's always strikes. You know, Italy's looking probably would be happy to get out of the EU. Spain would be happy well, to get being, out. They're being Portugal would off, be happy. Though. You know, Germany, they're supporting everybody. The Brexit's going to be a big scare off, though. The, the central banks are going to really try to scare them to, to, not, to not go and for the, it. And the interesting thing about the Brexit, you know, most of the world's banking is done out of London. Now, if they leave the EU, there's going to be thousands of banking jobs literally leaving London, whether it's Deutsche Bank or JP yeah. Morgan, the American side. All the banks that trade, Standard Bank, all the banks that trade out of London will be going to Europe. Now, look at property. You know, these people that are in the banking system, they don't live in, you know, 350-pound homes. No. They're living in two and three million-pound homes. King's There's going to be a lot of real estate on the market, a lot of real estate, because these banking jobs will go. So I don't know whether, you know, the outcome is the bookmakers say they're going to leave. You know, the the real referendum will probably be staying. But I think Cameron threw, you know, rolled the dice on this one, and he's... He's gambling. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Let's get back to the the auction. The oh, auction. So the Cullinan Dream, it sold for twenty five point four million US in Zoinks. New York, which achieved a record auction price for a fancy intense blue diamond, according to Petra Diamonds. And uh yeah, this is yet another uh auction where records are being broken, an indication that People are willing to pay more and more for something that's extremely rare and that is something that holds wealth and concentrates wealth. Um, you know, yeah, sure, it's something that you can bring across borders, you can take anywhere in the world, but it's all about, it's all about concentrating wealth and holding that wealth and growing that wealth. And I think that the people who are paying multi-million dollars for these type of diamonds have seen the auctions have seen how rare these diamonds are that only these type of rare diamonds go into auction that just like paul and i were talking about it doesn't take much to make a decision on on a great investment that you know that they can only continue to go up in value and that's based on rarity you know the stock market is going up on value based on how much money they can put into it you know based on how much a, a company can borrow to buy something right? That's not creating anything. And that's not rarity in itself. Look at gold and silver. The reason why people are, why there's a floor in gold and silver is because when the price is this low below the cost of production, everybody's buying more than their fair share. You can buy more than your fair share today, right? So price goes down. Great. I'm buying even more. What kind of, what kind of function does that serve on the mining operations? Mm -hmm. 
right? That's why the mining operations were shutting down for a while, right? They're starting to wake up from their slumber because you you can't mine at a loss forever. You know, you can try to pump it up like the Saudis are doing with oil. You can try to get as much out there as possible. But at one point, at some point, you say, you know what? I can't do it at this price. I'm sorry. You know, we get that in precious metals sometimes. Someone says, well, I don't want to pay a dollar more than, than the silver. Okay, well, you know, unfortunately, we have expenses, and it costs us more than the spot price to buy the metal. And so you just have to educate on, on what things cost. And, and it's very hard to understand what things cost when central banks are printing money like crazy. And apparently money is, is worth nothing. Let's right. just create more of it. So people see assets like this, like the Cullinan dream, and they say, yeah, that's a safe place. That's a safe bet to put money. And, um, you know, we're happy to keep seeing these auction records, but they just demonstrate what the power of colored diamonds can do in the market and why people are willing to put millions of dollars into these, into these investments with no, they're not, they're not having to think too long about it. They're well, not none, missing I mean, the boat. None of us can afford a $30,000 million diamond, but all boats rise with the tide. So it's good for your entire collection. You're investor, right? Well, yes, it is. But I was just showing a customer yesterday that, you know, to buy a one carat, a brilliant cut DIF, which is the best that you can buy, white is still is still fifteen sixteen thousand right. dollars. Whereas you can do the same and buy a fancy intense yellow. Now, color diamonds are moving up. We know that that diamond is moving up in price, the yellow diamond, but we're not seeing that in the white diamonds. And then if you compare, I could go online and find hundreds of white D internally flawless, brilliant cut diamonds. There's lots out there, right? I can't, I'd be lucky if I found 10, 15 of the, of the yellows. So that is showing more that the white diamond market, it costs a lot just to buy a white diamond, but why would you put the money into something that you're not going to get the value out of? Good for another week, guys. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com, the precious metal advisor, the investor kit, learning how to use your RSP room to get some precious metals uh, in your portfolio is the way it should be. In fact, for every $5,000 U.S. invested in an RSP account, you'll get a gram of gold. Some conditions apply for that one. Go to the website. This has been The Real Money Show and Talk Radio, AM640.